0: everybody, welcome back to another episode of Big Apple Hockey, and it is a big episode because, after all, hey Anthony, what's happening today? That's, I believe, started of training camps. The training camps are opening, and hockey is back. We are going to be watching a man sport, even though we're also going to be talking briefly about another sport in a moment, because something is happening this week for both me and Anthony. I, of course, am your host. Mark Williams, delighted that I am actually off tonight. It's so great to have. And for the man that is 2-0 this season with his Bills Mafia, Mr. Anthony LaRocco.
1: Yeah, as excited as I am for, you know, on ice uh, day one of training camp tomorrow, let's go Buffalo, baby. They, uh, yes. They they are the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, that's I that's, you know. That's I think that's I mean, the Dolphins obviously overachieving right now, but Buffalo, yeah. uh, they're widely picked to win the Super Bowl They're They are an absolute wagon right now and jo- led by Josh Allen. So I'm really happy. We'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens when our teams clash on Sunday.
0: Yeah, um, my Dolphins versus your Bills. Uh, I would love to say that I've, I can't wait to actually watch that game. But um, I know I'm going to be at my aunt's house because my brother's in from Arizona. So I might not get a chance to watch all of this. And one thing I got to say, Anthony, I really truly appreciate about the NFL is that I have red zone in my house with me and my roommates and it doesn't work on my phone. I blogged it in the first two weeks. That's the thing. I, I, I you can say what you will about the NHL, <laughs> but it, it doesn't work on there because the NFL has got to pimp themselves out to like 9,000 different things. Well, everybody, by the way, thanks for joining us today because we have a lot to cover. Matt Barzell's 32 Thoughts interview, a whole lot of stuff with the bar talk, especially with Nate McKinnon getting paid. And that's the only way I have to talk to say it with him because he is getting paid today. And we're gonna start with actually a transaction that happened this week. A couple weeks ago, we talked about Nils Lundquist moving on from New York, uh, from the New York Rangers. Well, Anthony said he was going to be traded before the uh, before the start of training camp, and you called it, so you're right about that. I figured it was going to be more like Vitaly Kratzoff that he was just going to be there for a while. So the Rangers trade Lundqvist to the Dallas Stars, even though I'm trying to do this by memory. Anthony, the the the, the Chyrons right there, I can just read it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for a protected first round pick and a conditional fourth.
1: Yeah, and the conditional fourth is if he uh it becomes i think a third maybe or or if if he gets 55 50 points 55 in his first two seasons. Seasons. yeah
0: yeah yeah because it's yeah. this season and next for mm-hmm. him i don't know that's 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 a lot so anthony i gotta ask you this what is your initial reaction to the lundquist trade i mean
1: chris chris jory did a great job uh i didn't think there was any any you know reality that he can get a first round pick for him um you know, I thought he was going to have to accept the second round pick, which had been reported that had been on the table from a couple of teams since, you know, up to the, you know, leading uh, to the previous draft that occurred. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really surprised that he got it at first, um, especially in, in the 2023 draft. I think Dallas, you know, overpaid a little bit, but um, clearly their scouting department sees something, the player that they really like. Um, and I guess they felt that their draft pick would be, you know, pretty, pretty low um so for them it it made sense it also kind of you know somewhat replaces john klingberg who left in free agency when he signed with anaheim um so you know it's a it's a good deal for for both teams i suppose you know the rangers get an additional first whether it be this year or next uh and another fourth and then dallas gets the player they want so um but but kudos on chris jory for for getting a first for him again because i didn't i didn't think that was possible you know nils lundquist um, you know, didn't really have the best first year pro. Uh, I mean, he had he had he played pretty good in Hartford once he got adjusted to North America. But, um, you know, he didn't live up to some of the expectations uh, that a lot of Ranger fans kind of put on him. But with that said, I think, albeit some of it was unrealistic or a little unfair, I I think, Mark, as you would admit, I think he was a little overhyped uh, by a lot large portion of the Ranger fan base going into uh, the previous season. I mean, we even talked about it on this show. Well, not me specifically but you know it going for a calder and um so yeah it it was uh it was a lot of high expectations for him to live up to and you know hopefully you know in dallas he blossoms as a player as he gets older but um again you know he kudos to chris story for getting the first he he, you know he he did a really
0: good job there this is potentially a win-win for both teams uh and just going with what the rangers have right now I, i gotta say it, Chris Drury basically just got a do over. It's here you go. He has, he has a first round pick, probably going to be mid to late first round. So the Rangers get to completely just do it all over. You don't have to worry about uh, whether or not Lundquist succeeds or not because who cares? He wasn't going to succeed in New York. the The role wasn't there for him here. And I this is why Anthony, when I talk about roles for any well, for any team, never mind, never mind a um. A hockey team I mean you could do it with baseball with lineups football with uh different roles slot receiver uh split end um then you have of course basketball and their stuff but I mean lundquist wasn't just going to be a power play quarterback so he wasn't going to develop there he was just he was gonna get marginal power play two time yeah. maybe at that if at that and as a bottom pairing defenseman I'm not really in love with Lundqvist being there anyway. He felt
1: blocked. He felt blocked and, you know, some uh, – and not to cut you off, but I've seen some Ranger fans criticize him and, okay, well, you know, suck it up and work hard and, you know, win your spot back. But, um, you know, it's it's, it's it's easier said than done to just say that. You know, from his perspective, you know, position is big in hockey. Not often does a player switch to their offside. Um, so for him, he, I guess he felt that, that, you know, that wasn't feasible and he wanted to play right away. Um, and you know, he did, he did what was best for him. Um, so I don't, I don't blame him and I, I don't obviously blame the Rangers either, but I mm-hmm. think it, it's a good, a better situation for everybody.
0: Now, just to go further into that thought though, uh, cause going with what a lot of fans would say, you could still be Tom Brady and be behind Drew Bledsoe. And the next thing you know, Mo Lewis begins your Hall of Fame career because he destroys Tom Brady. Uh, lots of, yeah, uh, yeah. Lots of franchises are either set up or destroyed with one play. So, as as far as Lundquist goes, he could have gotten there. Now, here's the other thing. It th- this is, and first, let me actually compliment the Dallas Stars and get this thought out too the Dallas stars may have just replaced John Klingberg and it's a bit of a high compliment right away. Anthony, uh, he's not there yet. John Klingberg is a hell of a player and, and one quest isn't there, but you might develop into John Klingberg very soon. So maybe that's it. John maybe Kling- that's enough.
1: John Klingberg's a lot bigger than him, right?
0: Yeah, he is bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of other guys to even compare him to, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of, um I'm trying to remember how uh Vinny Hiola is uh how big he is right now with the Winnipeg Jets. But we're gonna be talking more about the Jets, by the way, at a moment. Let's uh um, here's one thing. Oh, wait, here we go. Let's just
1: let's just pump the brakes here. I mean, no, no, nothing is getting you into the Connor Redard sweepstakes. I mean, whoever has that first overall pick isn't trading that for the world, so the Rangers could can trade their two extra picks and whoever they want ain't happening. <laughs> but yeah, I, I right. appreciate the dreaming about it. I appreciate the <laughs> dreaming of it, but that's, that's not happening.
0: And I'm so glad you put up this comment because uh, that's a lot of Ranger fans that were saying yesterday, cool. So they could actually win the Stanley Cup. I mean, the Convert Art Suite 6. No. Nope, they're not. It's first round. It's It's top 10 protected. So if the stars get it and for some reason decline the first round pick this year, it still just moved to uh, the 2024 in that case. But there's kind of a couple underlying themes with this, which I got to ask you. Uh, well, actually, I was going to ask you about it. What? what do you, when you look at the Noles-Lundquist situation, are there any underlying themes that you're seeing? Because here's what I see. Um, Gordy Clark scouting was very flawed at that time because, let's see, they had... Uh five first round draft picks in those two years. Leah Anderson, Philip Heedle, uh Vitaly Kratzoff, Keandre Miller, and Nils Longquist. So far, Anderson and Lundquist are gone. TBD on Kratzoff. Miller looks like a home run, and we're still waiting to see on Heedle. Yeah, so, you know. And it's also the treatment of first round picks. I mean, go ahead. Me I mean, I, I
1: think Phil's talked about this recently, on social media and oh. in the past, but I, it is a little concerning that a lot of guys, you know, Lye Sanderson and, and Nils Lundqvist, uh, Kraftsoff, you know, they all requested trades and, you know, wanted out. Um, I mean, every every one of those situations, honestly, is is pretty different. But, I mean, it still is a little, makes you scratch your head exactly, you know, exactly what goes on after the players drafted and, and why this has transpired. Three times now. I mean, Vitalik Krafts off. It seems like they repaired the relationship, uh, but who knows? I mean, if if he got beat out by somebody in camp, and you know the Rangers tried to send him down, that would be the end of it for him. Um, I'm, I'm almost positive that there's no way that he's going to accept another demotion to Hartford after how he basically kicked and screamed after the first one. So, fortunately, um, he's
0: not going to. I think it's a one way deal.
1: Well, he can. It, he would just be. He would have to go through waivers if it's just a one yeah all right so no no one's exempt from going to to being sent to the ahl it just depends if they're you know um exempt from passing the waivers. actually despite craftless one-way deal i'm not sure he might he might not he might still be exempt for waivers i mean the guy hasn't even played an nhl game yet so i don't i don't think i don't think he would have to pass through waivers but maybe i'm wrong but anyway um Point is, yeah, it's it's happened three times, uh, and mm-hmm. then you can also look to okay, Kako is a high pick, and you know he hasn't really broke out yet. So yeah, it's it's it does make you scratch your head and wonder, you know, what goes on with the Rangers, you know, scouting and development of players.
0: And I think that's that's a very important topic and important thing to broach uh, because the truth is the Rangers have done a piss poor job of developing forwards. They've done well with defensemen, not so much forwards. I did see this one comment. I just want to get to it real quick. There's still one more question in this segment, but Roman just said this one. Nils is a victim of good circumstance for us. Everyone just about panned out. We had no space for him. Also a top Swede D and uh, 28th overall should play uh his demand was reasonable here. Okay. And I agree with that a little bit. And a little bit of that has to go with Lafreniere and, and Kako. You're like, Oh, there's so many guys in there. What are they doing? But on the other hand, the other problem that goes into that is you're then choosing veterans over these guys. You can't learn by never doing Yeah, It's, it's, it's never going to happen. I mean, if that's the case, just by watching videos on, on YouTube, I should be a scratch golfer. Trust me, it's not going yeah. to happen.
1: Mark, so, you know better than me. I thought, I thought Kraft's only played in preseason games. He's played regular season
0: games for the Rangers? Yeah, the shortened season, the uh, COVID season. He played ah, about, okay. uh, uh, yeah, I want to say 20 games. All right. So that's right. I, I, that's uh, totally went over my
1: head. I didn't, I didn't even realize that. I guess that just goes to show he didn't, didn't really have a huge effect
0: but yeah and I didn't, I didn't just and that. and by the way anthony just to say this for the record um as far as that goes he had if his first career nhl goal was against the devils and then they ended up disallowing it cuz it was on offsides yeah and i'm I, and i'm like oh come on just give him the goal anyway and i think he ended up getting it a a few weeks later against uh, against the Devils again,
1: so yeah. and DC just uh just like Bridgeport, they uh they they both are, and I think Bridgeport's even worse. To be honest with you, I I uh very very uh, crime ridden city. It's not not, not particularly good.
0: Yeah, they're they're not exactly the best of cities. Well, first off, if you got a Russian that's refusing, he's like, this this play is not not good. No, no, <laughs> then that's pretty bad. Uh Anthony, one more one more bit about the Longquist trade is does this mean I, I hate to use this term win loss, but does this mean the Rangers lost the Ryan McDonough trade?
1: I mean, I already thought they lost the Ryan McDonough trade, regardless. Um I mean, it doesn't really help, but I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, not, not so much for me does this affect it. Like, cause again, I already had my belief they already did to begin with. So,
0: yeah, I got to agree with you on that one. And I already think that they lost out. Granted, you can still get something out of it. That's where the good news out of all this is. But it's just, it's at least you get the do over on the draft pick now. Who knows what the Rangers get at, at, Probably, I'm gonna say the stars are gonna be around 23 to 24. That made me laugh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I, Connecticut is good. Yeah. Hartford is just not that yeah. great.
1: I, uh, my buddy played Division One at Quinnipiac. I would visit him many times. That area is nice. They have a lot of nice areas in Connecticut, but those particular cities, I mean, not not, not the best. Let's just say this: well, you're, not, you're not you're not vacationing in Bridgeport or Hartford.
0: Yeah, and uh, major cities. <laughs> they're they're not they don't exactly have the best track records to begin with. So uh but again it's just as far as but as far as the, the Ryan McDonough trade, I it, it's still the Rangers got Brett Howden, Levor Hayek. Like who was doing the scouting on these guys? That's that's the thing I just can't help but go. Because what what what, what, what were they looking at? Why is Levor Hayek still on this team? I still don't get it. But, all right, we are going to move on from there. By the way, if you happen to notice that I'm wearing my big Apple hockey hat, we do have them available. Anthony's got the white version. I got the blue version. They're available in the link below. It's on our eBay store. Look us up because uh, they're starting to go. I have actually can't believe I've sold as many as I have, but they might have been out of pity with friends, so I don't know about that, Anthony. Uh, <laughs> uh Anthony, we're gonna go. Actually, I gotta leave the ticker on for that. Anthony, the other big news that I have to mention that happened this week, and it's really not news; it's just an interview. But Matt Barzell was interviewed by uh, Thirty Two Thoughts and Elliot Friedman. They did a yeah, great they, job. The
1: media tour in Vegas, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, they had Crosby, they had Scheifele on there, but Barzell is the one that they, they got a lot I, I think there's a lot of good sound soundbites yeah, is. islander fans you're gonna want to hear this but barzell was talking about his off season he said uh barzell on the summer i need my sunshine new york has it played golf four or five days it was great right out of the rink the golf uh talking about how they always have their practice facility barzell on becoming an east coaster uh, I still think it's about 50-50. I still bring that BC blood is floating around New York, two worlds colliding. Um, I'm tilting a little bit more New York. Good news again, Islander fans. He hasn't uh and by the way, and also good news on the contract. Let's get this out of the way. Anthony, he's an RFA, right? Yes. Okay. So he's not walking right away. He's he's there's no chance of pulling a Tavares. So everybody can feel free to feel free to love again. Um <laughs> And this one I like too about what he said, Barzell on the Long Island lifestyle. It's really underrated. I just saw the Michael Jackson musical. I just missed, I realized I misspelled Michael Jackson right there and uh, get to play a top 10 golf course the next day and do Martha's Vineyard and the Hamptons are two hours away. But here's where the really juicy thing comes in. Barzell on his next contract. If things go well, I'd love to play my career on Long Island. I take a lot of pride in playing with the same franchise. Yeah, he now he's,
1: Anthony, uh, he. So I'll let you go. He he's previously said uh, before that he thinks it's cool when one athlete plays his whole career on, on a team, and he mentioned uh, um, I forget who he met. He mentioned Patrick Kane. Who oddly enough, might get traded, but he mentioned Patrick Kane. Uh, Sidney Crosby. Bruce, uh, uh, yeah, he other sports too. I think I think he mentioned Derek Jeter. Um, and there was maybe one other player, so yeah, I'm not surprised that he said that in the in the interview. yeah.
0: And it, there's, but you you get the tone from the guy either by the way either great media training, or you get the tone from him that yeah. He really thank does you, like for, here. I, I
1: think it. I think it, I think Jordan was the player that he that he referenced. He maybe did, it was he did Jeter. reference maybe it Michael Jordan, Jordan,
0: by the yeah, way, Cor. Yeah. That's that. That's okay. right. Uh, even though, by the way, speaking about which, Anthony Michael Jordan played for two teams as well. Um, but you get the, you get the feeling that this is a guy that's, that likes where he is, likes the situation that he's in. Uh, there's a couple more sound bites that I'm going to go with on this, but first Anthony, your thoughts on this one, this one particularly. Yeah.
1: I mean, at the, at, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool to hear, but at the same time, you know, you've heard, you, you know, you've heard other players say this stuff and then go elsewhere. So, um, I'm not gonna sit there and jump up and down about it like a little giddy schoolgirl, but um, no, it, it's it's nice to hear. And I, and I don't have any, you know, doubt that he, you know, he would leave. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of good things about the area. Loves Long Island. It's a, you know, a great place to live, especially when you have a lot of money. Because let's face it, Long Island's very expensive. Um oh, yeah. You know, good good ownership, um, despite what we think about, uh, you know, certain guys uh, named Lou and. Uh, the management's still very much well-respected. Um, and actually in Lou's interview, when they had the golf outing the other day, he said that he's Barzell's biggest fan. Um, so, you know, I'm not, like, again, I'm not worried about, uh, Barzell. I think, uh, it will get done. Um, with that said, I thought the interview was interesting. Uh, he also spoke about Ilya Sorokin and, um, some other stuff and it's, it's good. We always talk about players and letting their personalities come out and Barzell, Rozel definitely has a, you know, decent sized person, personality on him. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's into fashion. Um, he also mm-hmm. was, he's been candid on like offer sheets before he's talked about how it's cool and he likes to see some action that way. So, you know, he's very opinionated. Um, so, it yeah, it, it was a good, it was a good listen. Um, and well, he, I'll finish he, also, your thought. he also has a lot of expectations on himself. I mean, I think everyone in the hockey media recognizes that he is a much better player than he, than he produces. You know, he's played in the Barry Trotz run system for the last couple of years. Uh, But I think a lot of people know if, if he played for another coach or another team, he would be an 80 point player. And um, Dan Rosen, actually in his NHL mailbag even said as much, he said that Barzell is definitely an 80 point player. Um, He just needs to give, be given a little more leash to, to, you know, create some more offense because when he has the puck on his stick and he gets going, he's very creative. Um, and he has a lot of skill So don't be fooled by his, you know, downward production since his rookie year, it, it's all there. And, uh, hopefully he gets unleashed this season.
0: Well, it's funny that you bring that up because I still have five more juicy quotes out of this interview. And one of them is this one. It's, uh, Uh, Barzell and Lane Lambert (laughs) yeah Jesus (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Barzell and Lane Lambert I think him him and Barry have similar philosophies Lane will expect me to back check hard if I'm not doing that I can't do other things speaking about that leash if you're not playing defense then don't don't be thinking I'm going to set you free on offense Um, he talked about this I love this quote too and this is very true and I'm going to ask you about uh, another follow up to this in a minute Barzell and his teammates, even with our playoff runs in the bubble, I'm, uh, I'm so close with everyone on the team winning and taking it to the next level. Also brings them closer. Barzell in last season. I mean, everybody knows about the road trip, but the COVID thing, you have eight or nine guys out of the lineup and y- you hope to win. It's not going to happen in the NHL. Uh, we're, we're always we were always chasing after that. And uh, I got two more quotes, but uh, I got three more quotes. But let me give you this one first. Him on Sorokin, it's like I think the cats are already a, a little bit out of the bag on him. You watch Ilya in practice; he's so good. He, the guy's like a ninja. Uh, he'd be the last guy in practice, and he'll take every single shot. Talking about how some goalies will go for a skate, but um, I you know this one is very true too because he's talking about the Islanders alumni. And I'm gonna pause and give you one more uh, another question about this one a follow-up but barzell on the islanders alumni those guys were there for various events hearing those guys tell stories and the cool bond to see with them after 40 years anthony um have you when, when were you playing in high school or anything or uh, uh when did when you when you were playing hockey or have you won a championship on any level yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay because I tell you what, I still talk to my high school buddies and all the time we'll we'll like and we'll stop in the middle of a conversation. And be like, remember that save that Richie made on a uh, Rob DeAngelis that, and it, it's it's great moments like that. And that's where you kind of just see the Islanders getting together and talking about it. And, you know, losing Gillies and losing Bossy was was bad. But I mean, the, seeing the, a bond teammates have, especially when you win championships, it lasts forever. Yeah. I mean
1: listen I think it's it's no secret that winning can bring teams even closer together and I know it's cliche you know you hear you hear a lot of players on different teams talk about how close everyone is but I truly believe everyone on this islander team they really are really close I mean the bubble obviously helped bring them closer I mean you're you're basically with everybody every second and you can't go to the outside world and you're spending every waking time with each other um, you know they went on some long runs um, you know, this group is largely the same group since 1819 when when Lou came aboard with some tinkering here or there. Um, and at that time, a lot of people doubted them. Um, you know, they had the, the prove people wrong mantra before the season started. Um, and that stuff brings you brings you close together. And I think these guys are all really determined to prove to everybody that they still are a top team. And last year was just a ridiculous set of circumstances that um just kept spiraling and you know it went it went out of control um and i mean listen again not not to make excuses but it's it is i mean it is true i mean they they the 13 game road trip is really tough uh then you get ravaged by covid and the league for whatever reason had them continue playing mark wasn't that the, that like they sh- they shut down for other teams games postponed but for whatever reason the islanders i don't know if it was because it was a new building and they didn't want to postpone new games. uh, I think it was a new
0: building, by the way.
1: But to have them keep playing with basically half an AHL roster for that amount of games. um, You know, I think more so than the 13 game road trip. I thought that's what really did them in because um, they weren't, if you remember correctly, they were actually, I think five, three and two at one point on that road trip. So it's eight. Yep. uh, That's 10 games in. And that that's pretty good through 10 games. And then, after that, the wheel started falling off. So, um, and then even from losing Gillies, I know this doesn't have anything to do with the on-ice product, but just from the whole circumstances of everything, then you lose two legends in the same in the same season. Uh, just a disastrous year for the New York Islanders and, any, and anybody that's a fan of them. So, I think they're all they're all looking forward to having a new slate, start clean, um, and again go back to that mantra that they had in eighteen nineteen. Prove people wrong.
0: Going back to what you're saying, though, really quick about, and I'm, I'm going to address a couple of those things, and I still got one more quote uh, for a player that just retired, more on that other player in a moment. But the when you lose a, a legendary player, it's one thing on, on any team. You could lose, uh, uh, pick a guy, any guy that's just at random when you lose a guy like the Islanders losing Clark Gillies or Mike Bossy who were around the team a lot, Joe DiMaggio who always would visit the Yankees locker room or Rod Gilbert, who was constantly around the Rangers. Like um, I, I often talk about the fact that the Rangers and the Mets did not honor their past as well as they do. Like the Yankees and the, and the Islanders for instance, always r- reveled in their past. And, and then now the Mets and the Rangers are trying to catch up to that a little bit. But Roger Bear, by the way, just really quick, and I'm going to go right back to uh, Matt Barzell. Roger Bear was the guy that always kind of was the, the past connection, and then you lose a guy like that. I, I think it I think it actually does wear on the on ice product a little bit, and then you want to go out there and win for him, and then you don't, and you feel like a little bit of a failure. Then it's stuff like that builds up. But what Barzell was right about this, and I still talk about this with the the 13 game road streak to start. And they lost that game in Minnesota. I think it was the only game they lost with the, third, with the lead going into the third yeah. period. The Islanders never do that, especially under Barry Trotz. You lose that game. You're off for four days. Then you get the Devils, and the Devils just cold-clocked them for nothing, I believe that was. Because you're circling the date to go to Tampa. That's game number 12 of the road trip. The Islanders get there. Score the first goal. Tampa wins the game four to one, if I remember correctly. And then before you can even blink an eye, they're down four-nothing to the Florida Panthers in in the first period. You're going, what the hell is happening over here? But then it's just like, let's get the road trip over, let's get there. And then five days, five days off, they're ready to open the new building, and COVID hits. Like it actually hit.
1: Before, when they were in Florida, I remember mean, if you mm-hmm. remember correctly, Josh Bailey, was Josh Bailey, was, yeah, you were you left in that. Florida for like seven days, um, and then from there it just spread like wildfire, pretty much through the but, lineup.
0: And this is where you're right, and this is where some Islander fans are right. Like again, I don't think that it's a hundred percent. It was just COVID. It was just this. It was this. Now the Islanders have a clean slate. Let's let's see everything that the, their potential on this season. But I I think there were definitely symptoms that things can go wrong, but th- that's that's an extraordinary amount of dominoes that fall right there, and uh, eventually you just kind of throw up your hands and go well, like what the hell? And you're and right then- about another thing: losing eight or nine guys out of the lineup, they still had to play games, and then they lost guys due to injury on top of it. So then, but the Carolina Hurricanes, they they got games postponed, yeah, and they only had six players out
1: mm-hmm
0: that so, didn't make any sense yeah and the last quote is about uh Zdeno Chara uh he was always at the gym he was amazing and you know everything he said he was just full of wisdom he says I I I I, I would have loved to have played a year with Zdeno Chara just just to, to hear what that's like also the one thing I wouldn't be looking for forward to Anthony playing with Zdeno Chara is my neck hurting because I always have to look up at him so <laughs> Yeah, that would just not really go. Yeah, but I mean, overall. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on on the interview? Because you got to listen to it. Does this sound like a guy that might be a long term New York Islander?
1: Yeah, I think. uh, And actually, Elliot Freeman said that he, you know, from what he understands, discussions on his, you know, an extension have already begun. Lou was asked about it, but naturally, he doesn't speak about that. Um, But yeah, I, I could I could see it getting done at some point during this during this season. Um, you know, maybe, maybe even before the first regular season game, you know, who knows? I think, I think he's going to get the extension. Um, and even though the production last couple of years hasn't been at this level, but I think he's, I think he's at least getting nine, nine to $10 million, probably AAV. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just what it is. I mean, he's like, again, he's an insanely skilled player and he has the capability of scoring big points. So he's going to get paid like it. Um, and then, really, from there, once Barzell's locked up, I mean, the Islanders pretty much have everyone under, you know, under contract for the next couple of years. Is there's, there's no really big, well, maybe Sorokin. I think in what is it a year or two more? Two years, years. But, I believe. Yeah. Not, aside not from that, this... Yeah. yeah. They now they got Dobson done. They really don't have to. Oh, Walsham's ELC is going to expire, but he's not going to break the bank right off the bat. So no, no, um, and especially uh, not
0: not with Lou. Lou will definitely definitely bridge him before anything else with with that. All their
1: pieces in place.
0: Yeah. So I mean, there's 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 a lot to do with that. And and again, like I said, media training is one thing, but you kind of really get the sense that this guy wants to be a New York Islander and be here. So uh, hopefully that's going to be the case. But. We'll find out more about that soon enough. So by the way, I'm uh, going to throw it back down one more time to tell everybody, make sure you go to manscaped uh, right over here. That's actually, no, I actually have it in my bathroom. I just had the bag. Yeah, over you, here. you don't want to get but, caught. You don't want to get caught with your
1: pants down and be, and be embarrassed of nope. drift. So, right. right exactly.
0: So make sure you go to manscaped, use the promo code BAH for, uh, 20% off of free shipping. I, I forgot what it was for a second, Anthony. I have I've been forgetting to do all the <laughs> um all the lead-ins. All right, Anthony, let's get to bar talk. And boom.
1: Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer. Let me say fear. I can't even begin to describe.
0: I'm actually gonna go crazy. I'm gonna buy everybody around on this one. Welcome back, everybody, to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we are gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Are you so confident that you're going to buy everybody around? Are you just so-so, I'll take a beer? or Oh, my God, just give me a shot, and let's be let's be done with this. All right, and once again. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny part is we're saying the positive things. And look, I, like I said, I, I call balls and strikes, even if somebody hates me, I can still say something, <laughs> something, something positive about them. And by the way, once again, the big Apple hockey trucker hats are available. Click the link below and get in on that. And uh, also while I'm at it, uh, football season is upon us. Uh, click the link below to get a bet us account at 125% bonus. Anthony, my first topic kind of goes back to what we we're talking about before, with the New York Rangers. <clears throat> the New York, <clears throat> sorry, everybody, hold on. All right, there it goes. Frog's gone. Uh, Anthony, the New York Rangers should be concerned with their prospect development.
1: Um, I'll go. I'll go with a beer on this one. Um, you know, again, I, I referenced, you know, a lot of the situations they ran into with, you know, Elias Sanderson and, and Kraftsoff and Niels Lundqvist. They're kind of all, you know somewhat different situations, but also with some similarities. But, I mean, overall, you you look at some of their, you know, top picks over the years um, haven't really gone totally smooth or haven't um, developed into the players that a lot of the fans or I'm sure even the management expected them to be right away, Um, you know, referencing Lafreniere and Kako there in that regard. Um, But, you know, I I, I think – you know, every player, you know, is on a different learning curve and a different trajectory. So, um, not not too much to worry there. But again, it is it is a little concerning when you when you look around the other when you when you look around the league, and you see other players picked in similar spots to where guys like Lafreniere and and Kako are. Um, you know, the, in terms of the production, it, there's a significant difference. I mean, you look at and I think Mark, you've referenced them before, um, Lucas Raymond in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, on a you know, on a worse team, uh, producing uh, Tim Stutzla and on, on Ottawa, it was already what he had 50, 55 plus points last year, roughly around there. I think it was um, 58, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's a close to 60 points. Um, you know, meanwhile, Lafreniere hasn't been close to that. So, again, there, there are stuff you could point to and be like, all right, well, why aren't our guys doing this? Um, but again, you know, every organization has a different philosophy when it comes to prospect development. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe couldn't hurt for the Rangers to maybe you know really look at things in the mirror and and switch them switch some things up. But um, it's also maybe just all coincidence, too. You never know. So I'll I'll go with a beer.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the the very lightest side of beer. I'm not concerned as much, but I do have to say, uh, sort of like on the Simpsons where you got the guy screaming, "Quit stalling! What's the plan?" I mean, you got to have a plan with some of these guys because it's not just hockey. First of all, by the way, you're right about this. Not all uh, progression is linear. It goes up. It goes backwards. It hell. Look at the early 2000s, uh, 2010s, where Michael Delzato looked like he was going to be a player in the NHL. And instead he's just, well, Michael Delzato. So it's, he was progressing up went and regressed. Look, as far as, Lafreniere goes, and it must be frustrating looking over and going, if I was drafted by Detroit, I'd be getting paid right now. Or if I was drafted by uh, Ottawa, I'd be getting paid right now. But on the other hand, you just played for the uh, a chance to go to the Stanley Cup. So settle down, kid, because those guys, they ain't going to be there for a long time. So uh, do they have to be concerned uh, a little bit? But also if you haven't, if you haven't too many prospects or too many different uh, roles that are blocked, sort of like what Nils Lundqvist is complaining about whole reason why he asked for the trade. And if that's happening, then you know what, then you got to move some of those guys. You got to get other assets. You got to turn them into a different asset, but it's, you got to make sure you identify the players that they want. And there's got to be a plan. You can't just stick Kako and Lafreniere on the back and, so th- yeah. th-
1: this right here, though, I, I get I see what he's trying to say, but you got to remember Hedl had eight goals in 67 games, only 22 points. He wasn't good in the regular season, yes, he was good in the playoffs, but I wouldn't count that salt that small sample size in the playoffs of Hedl breaking out. Let's let's see him do it over the course of the regular season because, again, you got to I mean, you could point to remember Fernando Pisani and in, in the Oilers run against the Hurricanes, like yep. I was a playoff hero. Um, never Schoenberg- really Bergenheim, RJ Umberger. But, Yeah, uh, Brian Bickle in Chicago. Sometimes guys just pick their game up in the playoffs, and then I mean, granted, these guys are a little older and not young, like a youngerish prospect like Heedle is, but still, the point is in the playoffs, some guys elevate their game and then you know, never really to be seen of again. So, yeah, Heedle was fantastic in the playoffs, but his regular season was was subpar, so I I wouldn't say he broke out yet. Let's watch him do it this regular season,
0: and uh. Donnell, I see. I see that comment. I'm going to make sure I save that for later. And yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot more. There's going to be a lot more that it's. Can he do the 82 game grind? That's going to be one thing. I mean, keep in mind he had eight goals, as you just said, eight goals in the regular season, nine in the playoffs. So hopefully, hopefully you're right, Joe. Hopefully he found his game. Because Remember the Rangers last late last season, they were trying him on the on the wing. So it's it's not necessarily like uh he don't exactly found it. I still think his place would be uh <laughs> uh I, I still think his place would be with Panarin because then Panarin could do all the center uh heavy lifting uh dirty work. So Anthony, we're gonna move on to a, a former Islander great, and we can actually say the word former island. Well, he wasn't an islander great. But he was a great player anyway. Zdeno Char retired after 25 seasons. And I got some of the numbers going coming up for you right here. Here you go. 1,680 games, most by a defenseman. Uh, 209 goals, 471 assists. A plus 301. Anthony, and, uh, you know what? Let me flash it now, Anthony. Well, it's all out of the laugh. Zdeno Chara was the last active player to face the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs in the second round. <laughs> all right. So Anthony, Zdeno Chara is a top 10 defenseman all time. Oh,
1: well, we talked about this in our group chat with Phil. Yesterday, we do. And, and, you know, he made it very clear that, you know, it's really not close. Um, I mean, I, I have him outside the top 10 too. Uh, Cause there's just, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys who, you know, put up more points than him and, you know, had very prolific careers too. But, I mean, Char was a, he was a, like a unicorn almost. His combination of, of like size with still moving pretty well when he was younger, um, is pretty amazing. I'm not, not sure we'll ever see something like that again. A guy that big, um, being as mobile as he was and good in really all areas. Um, as I mentioned, you know, this was a guy that had a couple, you know, three 50 point seasons when he wasn't really even known to be an offensive defenseman. Uh, his, mm-hmm. his job was a big, nasty, uh top pair shutdown guy. Um, you know, definitely a Hall of Famer. I mean, I probably have him around 15 or so. Um, but it's no slight on him. I mean, he's he's one of the best defensemen that we have kind of grown up watching in our teen teen years and and you know, beyond. Uh so, yeah, fantastic career for Char, but I don't know if I'd call him a top 10 defenseman.
0: All right, so that's a shot for that, right? Beer Oh beer, okay. Yeah. So we got you for beer. I'm gonna go shot. And again, this is no fault of his own. And the reason why on that one is uh, there's so many great defensemen. I can't put him ahead of Chelios or Leach. I can't put him ahead of Pronger, Niedermeyer, um Stevens, and and I'm I'm not even scraping to the best. The top five on defense is basically set. I actually, by the way, argue this all the time with uh, my friend John, who uh, runs All Things Islanders, but it's like who's the best, who's the, the best defenseman of all time is Bobby Orr the second best defenseman. That's where we argue. I actually go Nick Littstrom. And uh, how about that one, everybody? And then you got Ray Bork. Then you have Paul Coffey. Then you have Doug Harvey. There's so many different guys that you can go with on this. And so it's not really Char's fault that he's a top 10 defenseman of all time, but man, he has put up one hell of a career. And it just what so all the things that charge, has done that, that rocket of a slap shot for, for starters and hardest shot in NHL history. He's done it with, with, uh, with composite sticks. He's done it with a wooden stick. And, and I mean, he basically made Ryan Callahan captain of the New York Rangers because Callahan dove in front of uh, a char slap shot. And I believe he broke his ankle or his foot. It might've been his. I think it might've been his ankle. That was back in 2011. And then the Rangers were, were without him the rest of the season. But uh, it's been, it's been a great ride for Zdeno Char. Can't, can't say enough of that. And it, this is no fault of his own. This guy, this guy is one of the best of all time. And I, I would, I would say he's probably, he's definitely the best Slovakian hockey player of all time. And the funny part about that is he's got competition. Marion Gabarik and, uh, uh, for instance, Marion Gaberick and Marion Hosa would be two of the ones that I would, would come to mind on that. And then the other guys, I guess, I'm, I'm see, I don't know where the Stastny brothers, if they're Czech or if they're Slovak, as I know, I think they came out of Czechoslovakia back when it was back in the day. So I don't know which one they are. I'd have to look that up right now. So I'm going to reserve the right to have the Stastny brothers on there as I'm trying to kill a couple more minutes waiting for Anthony to come back. So, (laughs) but, um, yeah, big Z. Oh man. Big Z. He was, yeah. By the way, you know, the one thing that sucks is that now all the players in the NHL are younger than me. So what can I say? 44 and, uh, still thinking, all right, well, uh, (laughs) Maybe I could play in the league because there's a 45-year-old in the league. Granted, he's 6'9", and a former defense, um, Norris Trophy winner. Can't believe he only won one, but still. Uh, by the way, checking in on the poll question that you guys have right over here, I have, where is your favorite seat at the game? So far, low, and at center right, is 42% of you. I actually like sometimes being high up at the end, watching the players break out, watching the different zone coverages. Uh, it's where I got to watch on the bridge level. I think I was uh section. I want to say it was section 320 or something like that. Watching the, the, the Rangers back in 2014, buddy mine, uh, Scott from, we are blue shirt nation used to get ticket packages there all the time. And like I said, killing more time waiting for Anthony to get back. Actually, you know what, Donnell, let me get that, that comment that you had up here. Uh, on wait, wait. Oh yeah, the set set up the grand slam. I thought they were playing right now for a minute. By the way, yeah, how about Aaron Judge sixty home runs? And I actually I was at the bar looking at the TV, and I called it. I'm like, as soon as as, as I, I figured the the game would be out of reach. I, I think the, it was a three one count. And he ended up going to three three two. Throw him right on in. The, the I mean, and by the way, the best part about it is it hit a railing. As soon as it hit the railing. It went right past. There was a free for all for that ball. Cause everybody knows that's a lottery ticket. So they are Slovakian. Thank you, Dominic. See. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you, Davy. Thank you. Oh, uh, Mark. Don't worry in your eyes. You're younger than me by five years. Yeah. I, I'm hoping, hoping on that. Yeah. It's the latest, not the greatest. That is, that is true. But I mean, Aaron judge, Aaron judge is doing a lot of things that, you know, I'll say this, I'll say this to him in one second. As, uh, as I just go back to Donnell's comment real quick, before I go to back to Aaron judge, actually, let me finish on Aaron judge. Aaron judge is hitting 60 home runs. I think he's the first player to hit 60 without really any competition behind him. Think about it. Uh, you have Ruth hitting 60, but, Lou Gehrig was be- was right behind him and Lou Gehrig, by the way, 176 RBIs that year. That's fourth most in American league history, I think. And he did it. There's a minimum 60 times where no one was on base. Unbelievable. So I, I'm, I'm I, I find that as a mind boggling statistic now. So let's start with that. Then you have Maris doing it and he was uh, let's see it was uh, mantle right behind him i think mantle finished with 55 that year and maris went on to hit 61 then you have mcguire and sosa we all know about that and it's one of the the greatest stories in major league baseball yes steroids were in there we all know this but whatever and then people forget about this um Luis gonzalez Hit 50 home runs and he was chasing Barry Bonds too when Bonds hit 73. So it wasn't like Bonds wasn't getting pushed either. So Aaron Judge hitting 60 home runs, amazing. is absolutely amazing. By the way, really quick, Anthony, uh, two things. One, would you say Zadaniel Char, greatest Slovakia player of all time? And I did just have somebody confirm the Stasny's are in there. Um, I mean, Marion Hosa. Yeah, I think Marion Host is up there for me. Yeah. Why is this doing this? Okay. All right. And uh, by the way, Anthony, also, what's your favorite seat at a hockey game? Center ice, like in the in the low 300s. See everything. Right. There you go. Anthony's in that 38th uh, percentile right now. I got a question. The poll question is, where's your favorite seat at the game? Although, by the way, also – Coming up, uh, pretty good is uh, in a luxury box, like a rich bastard. That's twenty four percent so far. Uh, by the way, Anthony Donnell asked this question. I just wanted to throw this out at before we just continue on. Uh, did you see? You, you saw the leak, actually. You're the one that sent it to me about the Oilers reverse retro. What Filt do you think scented, about it? I think. Oh, folks, it. Okay, great. Yeah,
1: yeah, I um, yeah, like it. It's it's basically the the oil. It, well, it is the oil drop jersey with just the orange in it. Um, you don't like it,
0: nothing spectacular, but it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it, it's cool. That's just it. Just I'm not like gushing over it. By the way, before we just continue on to the next one, David, the Mets didn't just the Mets didn't blow that lead. The the Braves are playing a hell of a good baseball. So uh Okay, Anthony, since we kind of took the detour on this Roman L is asking if judge hits 62 plus home runs and never plays another game, is he a hall of famer uh, Bar talk topic?
1: Uh, well, it's tough question. Cause I mean, some, um, some people view the record still being 61 because the asterisks that Sosa and bonds and whatnot have next to their names, uh, but I mean, I don't know one year, I don't know. I get, I mean, I would probably say no, but, uh, then again, I, like I said, I'm not a huge baseball guy, so I don't, I don't know what, what his, you know, his statistics are kind of in some of the prior years. Uh, so it's tough to say, but I mean, I just snap judgment. I would probably say no.
0: I'm going to go with no. And the reason why is because he still has a lot of he he basically had a great season. That's that's the way to say it. There's a lot more magic numbers you have to get: 500 home runs, 3,000 hits. Uh, you got to be a consistently great player. This is a guy that's right now, I believe, in year six of his major league baseball career. It's it, it it's way too early if he says if he never plays another game, he's all of famer. No. And again, I love Aaron Judge. He's he's a great player, but no. And um, we're gonna get back to the show in one second, guys. But uh, Richie, I, t- I got to answer this question right now. Right now, it's not even in the na- neighborhood of Sergei Zubov. The Rangers traded their leading scorer from the Stanley Cup winning year, and they already knew that the following year, Sergei Zubov should have been a New York Ranger for a long time. Mark Messier putting his GM hat on was dumb. I mean, that's 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 my take on it. So. Uh, I, that's where I have my frustrations. That's why stars need to play and GMs need the GM. Occasionally, you can give input if the GM needs it. But that's about it. All right, let's get back to our topics, Anthony. Because, uh, by the way, once again, no no more active players play the Toronto Maple Leafs in the second round. Yeesh. <laughs> that one just hurts. Anthony, I said it at the beginning of the show and alluded to it. That that Nate McKinnon got paid. $12.6 million on an AAV. He was coming off a seven year, $6.5 million AAV contract. Nate McKinnon deserves to be the league's highest pay, paid player.
1: I mean, I, I'm gonna deserves to be. Um probably, probably not, but just because of you know, just because McDavid signed his extension uh, a couple of years ago doesn't mean that, you know, he's he's gonna make the most money out everybody in the league going forward, because just like anything else, prices go up. So even though McDavid's a better player than McKinnon, McKinnon's still an elite player. Um, he's up for a contract extension. And you know, it was just it was basically inevitable that he was gonna get more than McDavid. It's not that it's deserved, it's just You know, as time goes on, like, again, prices of everything goes up. There's someone that's bound to get paid more than McDavid, even though um, they're not better than him. So and mind you, he only did it by 100K, which is which is pretty funny. Um, Yeah. 12.6 out of 12.5. So, I mean, deserves to be no. But I mean, uh, given the circumstances and everything, I mean, I, I don't have any issue with it. But I mean, if you're if you're basing this question just based on skill alone, it's it's no. Um, but otherwise then yes, I guess you could say.
0: Okay. Uh, so is that a beer or is that a, uh are you buying? Uh, I
1: guess, I guess I'll go beer. Okay.
0: Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go further and I'm going to be outspoken about this. I'm buying everybody around. And if I could buy everybody uh, around Joe, by the way. All right. Well, let me give you that one real quick. Uh, Nils Lundqvist
1: right. to Dallas for a conditional first and a conditional fourth.
0: There you go. That was the trade. Uh, and it, it's, if we're talking about Nils Lundqvist in a couple of years, I'd, I'd love for it to be a bust, but that's not the case on this one. So finishing up with this one with um, Nate McKinnon. Absolutely, Anthony. Uh, we talk about, like, players and their market value. Well, this one was a guy that took a bridge deal and a pretty sensible bridge deal. And then wins the Stanley Cup for you. He's got all the talent in the world. I'll argue talent-wise, maybe just short of McDavid, because McDavid, just by God, he's just a raw specimen. And this is also like MLB free agency uh, in 1999, where Mo Vaughn was the highest-paid player for a week, and then Mike Piazza was, and then Randy Johnson was. And then Kevin Brown was. And then it was just like it just everybody just kept leapfrogging each other. Cause I think uh I think Leon Dreisidal is probably gonna be the highest paid soon enough as well. When is it Austin Matthews before him? On Austin Matthews, what's his worth? Yeah. So I don't think I don't think the next guy is gonna want to go one hundred thousand dollars more, but this was a player (laughs) that wanted to be where the organization was, and I don't and this is an organization that wanted to pay him this money too. So that's why it was i, I knew it was going to be inevitable it's going to be all right and i mean anthony he 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 deserved it for taking the pay cut he he was said he was tired of being the most um the best bargain contract yeah. most underpaid player paid, in the yeah. nhl i think he said yeah yeah no it's, he does he doesn't need that one all right anthony moving on to another team's captain who is no longer their captain but Blake Wheeler was disrespected by the Winnipeg Jets.
1: I mean, it's a, it's a new, it's a new coach that's coming in and and wants to, you know, put his stamp on the team and determine who he feels would be the best leader. And I guess he felt that the room needed to change. Um, so I, I totally understand that, but I mean, I never like when someone stripped of his captaincy. I mean, Blake Wheeler didn't do anything wrong. Um, but again, you know, he's getting older. I mean, I don't know how many more years he's going to have there before, you know, he, he you know he's moved at some point. Um, but, I mean, so again, that's always a in the middle. But I'll, I'll go beer on this one because, again, um, you know, I do understand from the coach's point of view coming in, he kind of wants to see what's going on there and make his own determinations. But Blake Wheeler has been a, good, a great representative of uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you know, he definitely didn't do anything wrong to warrant it being stripped. But, again... Um, new regime um, wants to see what he has for
0: himself. Yeah. By the way, it's going to be beer two for me. And when you think about how long he's represented this organization, Anthony, I can't help, but point this out. He is one of, I think three Atlanta thrashers remaining in the NHL right now. And I think it's, I got him, Kane and Zach Bogosian. Other than that, I think that's how long you represented them back when they were in Atlanta. So yeah. for starters, Blake Wheeler, great job as as a captain. And yes, new organizations, they kind of want to go in a different way. Wheeler handling it well, Anthony. This is the quote from it. Uh, I don't need a letter on my jersey. There was a time in my career where that validation was important to me. But also, I got to say this too. Uh, Because I know the last time I I know something like this happened and was a veteran player was I think it was Thornton in San Jose got stripped. And they handed it over to Pavelski. And they ended up, I think, making the Stanley Cup finals after that. So Dustin, it's not. Dustin Brown, too. Yeah, Dustin Brown, right. too, recently. Yeah, and they yeah. gave it to, thank you, by the way. And they gave it to, to Kopitar. Yeah. But, again, by the way, I do have to say this. And Dustin Brown also knows, oh, I'm kind of reaching the end of my road. Mm-hmm. It's all right. So there you go. And sometimes veteran players do need to handle it. This is a hundred and ten. This is a ten bell response by uh, Blake Wheeler on that. He said he was a little bit surprised by it. Also, there's a, there's a thought in the Winnipeg media that they were talking about taking pressure off of Wheeler and not having so much on his plate. He's the guy that was always talking to the media all the time, and at least you know easing his burden a little bit. Anthony, I got. Well, I, I read an article the other day that said this: that Patrick Laine, speaking of former Winnipeg Jets, by the way, will begin with Johnny Gaudreau on his line. Patrick Laine will be a forty-goal scorer again. I'll go around. Um, Gaudreau's a great playmaker.
1: If he plays with Laine, it's definitely conceivable, um, especially with Laine has that you know deadly. Shot and release, probably definitely, I would say top five in the league. So, um, certainly feasible. Um, you know, he's done it before, and with having a talent like Goudreau on your line, I think that makes it even more, you know, probable. So, uh, I'll go around on this one.
0: Yeah, I gotta go, by the way, I gotta go around on this one. And I know I flashed the stats, and I know we're just projecting, uh, line A, or just always gotta do is just get open. Goudreau finds him back in the net. But he was actually kind of going to hit 40 goals last year. He only played 56 games, uh, various different reasons. I know he was, um, I think was, he had a, a passing in his family. I can't remember who it was for a, for a minute. So pardon me on that. But he, he 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 still was having a great year. I mean, 26 goals, 30 assists. Uh, he was a point-per-game player. And now you got to put him with Johnny Gaudreau. I mean, I'd love to see what this is going to look like now, Anthony. And I know we talked about it that night a little bit in disbelief, going, "Can't believe Gaudreau's going there." Well, you know what? That Patrick Line is definitely one of the reasons <laughs> to go there. So, and that the happiest guy in the world that day was Patrick Line. He's like, "Thank God I got Johnny Gaudreau now." So, um, and then let's go to the team that was spurned by Johnny Gaudreau, Anthony. Sean Couturier will not be ready for the start of the season, and there is no timetable for his return. So Sean Couturier's injury puts the Flyers in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a big blow for the Flyers. I mean, he's 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 really good defensively. Uh, you know, he can create some offense. Uh, definitely, I mean, outside of you know Kevin Hayes or you know Joel Farrell, Joel Farabee's probably their their best player. I would say. Um, so yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll go, I'll go round. I mean, him missing a lot of time uh, hurts them, especially down the middle. I, I said what their center depth was yesterday. Oh um, yeah. and it's not really the best Kevin Hayes, Zach McEwen and, you know, Morgan Frost. I don't know what else they have there in the pipeline, but, uh, that's going to hurt them. Um, and if Connor, if Connor, if, um, Carter Hart can't, you know, elevate his game. I mean, he was better last year than he was two years ago, but, Um, You know, if he doesn't really solidify them in between the pipes, it's going to be a long year in Philly.
0: Yeah, uh, this is going to be very rough for everyone involved and might not be so rough for people watching the Flyers. uh, But at least they got those strong uh, defensive defensemen like Rasmus Ristelainen and Tony D'Angelo to to help them. So uh, (laughs) if you can't tell the sarcasm, there was a lot of it right there. And Ryan, uh, Ellis, to tell-
1: too. Ryan Ellis is probably going to be out for some time again as well. So, what
0: it, 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 do they know what's going on with this guy?
1: I have no idea. I mean, it seemed like I- when the you know, when that trade happened, the Predators maybe knew something the Flyers didn't, but uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Ryan Ellis, what played two games for the Philly last year?
0: I think that was it. I, I think, think so. With that, I games. think I think he did play two games. I had him on fantasy, I can't even remember using him. But yeah. No, Anthony, I got to buy everybody around on this. And again, you're you brought it up in our group chat yesterday. Their center depth is very, very thin, and you got to hope Morgan Frost grows up quickly. And I don't think that's going to happen right away. And I mean Tortorella, a lot of what he does, he does with matchups. He he always is matching up. You just took away one of the yeah. best defensive centers in the NHL. It's that the Flyers are now games. yeah four games. There you go. Yeah. I didn't even know that. So I mean I I hope the best for Sean Couturier and uh Ryan Ellis, obviously. But it's just it's just it hurts. It hurts yeah. those are two big guys. Yeah. I mean Ryan Ellis uh Ryan, uh Ellis was the um the centerpiece of their offseason last year and just it, it's 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 it sucks. Anthony, one more defenseman. Actually, there was a lot of defensemen that retired this week. Uh, Keith Yandel retired. But also, Anthony, one more defenseman retired as well. P.K. Subban retired from the NHL after 13 seasons. And even though I'm about to sing his praises, Anthony, do you hear that sound? That's the sound of every forward, happy that they won't be (laughs) slew-footed. So, um, But going to where I'm really bringing this up, he's he's going into broadcasting that we yeah. don't need to worry about that put him in just just put him on every network i don't care he's going to be a great tv personality i'll start this off i'll buy everybody around on this remember when uh the guy that was to my to my left over here, remember when we had Ray Ferrar on? Cause he got him. That's the reason why I'm I'm also gonna sing some of <laughs> Anthony's praise on that. And even Ray Ferrar just he's he said right away, he's gonna be great on TV. And I, I just hope uh because I think when he was on ESPN, I think they kind of um restrained him a little bit. Throw him on TNT, he will just let loose. But they already got their wild card, they got their crazy guy. That's that's pissing that. So, you know what? Just wherever you get him, just let him just let it rip because he's he's a one of a kind personality, Anthony. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, round for sure. He's got a great personality. Um, and I think he's going to be fantastic on TV. I, I even read something the other day that apparently he's he's near an agreement to have a so I forget what it was called or what neck and what network it was going to be on, but it was going to be uh, it's going to start in May. Um, but I'm not, I wasn't surprised by it because I think everyone knew that he was going to end up on TV doing something. So, mm-hmm. um, got a good, great career. Um, I'm not really surprised he retired based on how his game has trended the last two years. Uh, but you know, um, I think he's going to be absolutely great on TV and the media.
0: Yeah. I mean, it um, he, he really fell off a cliff at the end of, um, his Nashville days. Yeah. But it's, you know what, when you have something to to back it up like that, thats the, you got to love that. You got to love that where you could just go right and be on TV. All right. So guys, that is the end of our Bar Talk segment. I know it went a little bit longer because we had a little bit of that break for Aaron Judge in the middle of it and me rifting about Slovakian hockey players for a little bit mm-hmm. as well. So throw down more of your thoughts in the comments below. And uh, it's time for some Q&A. So and again, Anthony, I'm just so happy I don't have to work tonight. I, I was ready to snap mentally. Yeah, and that's probably oh, a big relief. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I wish we could do that, Tommy. I wish we could do that. And and again, by the way, all of us on the '96 Expo team, we all talk about Richie's save that's on there. <laughs> um. Oh wow, Steven saying, uh, uh, for people playing fantasy hockey, Nils Lundqvist is a sleeper pick. Now he's with Dallas, second pair of minutes behind Heiskanen and first power play unit. Huh, we'll see about that one. I I hope he's on the first power play unit, but
1: he wow, Anthony, how about
0: this? By the way, sorry, what was yours? He won't
1: be on the first unit. Heiskanen will run the will run the first unit.
0: Well, it depends. Are they going to use two defensemen or is all the time the one three one favors four forwards? Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah I guess... not. sometimes i will do that though. By the way, this is also a pretty good. Uh, comparison. David saying Ellis is jo- has the Joffrey Leupold disease and Korra saying Ellis is the version of uh, the Flyers version of Ioannis Cespedes. Yikes. Um, so. Alright, yeah. because That's what Lundquist was when it was um, when he was on the second power play unit. Getting his only NHL goal. Man, that was a rocket. So, all right. Uh, go on with some of these comments real quick. No, The Nils-Lonquist trade. I think it's a win for the Rangers getting a first-round pick in a deep draft. As that boy says, he is worth more to the Rangers being traded than the Rangers keeping him. Yep, unfortunately. But that's just because he's blocked. Players ask to leave teams all... Yeah. By the way, and that happens... Yeah. Players ask to leave teams all the time. Big Daddy, that's a great question. I have to look that one up. Who is the most uh, underpaid player in the league right now? Well, at the moment, the easy answer is uh, Jason Robertson. I'm waiting for Anthony to get back on. Hopefully, uh, he's got a good answer on that one. Huh. Let me think. I mean, you could say Mark Shifley. I think he's getting five point five. Uh I'm on Cap Friendly right now. So because I always have Cap Friendly on. Yeah, Shifley's getting uh six point one. Uh I tell you who's not underpaid anymore. Uh Kyle Connor. Wow. I think people are gonna stop talking about him as being the best cap seeker in the NHL. Uh and See, I, I immediately went to Winnipeg because I don't I don't think they're paying a lot of guys, but there's some in there. I think Jeremy McCann just signed for a long term. So Anthony stepped out for a moment. Um, Amanji Apani, I think he just re-signed, which he did. Jonathan Huberto is no longer underpaid, 5.9 million dollars last year. So, I mean, there are some good candidates. I think, actually, you just gave me an idea for an article. So, thank you very much. Steven, uh, when you were talking about it, what prospects I'm looking forward to. By the way, hope I get to see you next week when you're in from New York. Uh, I'm going to be at the Rangers-Devils game next Thursday night. So, uh, with this one, which Rangers prospect am I most looking forward to? Uh... I'm actually going, I think we talked about him. I, I'm, I'm going Will Cooley because I think the Rangers are going to need more bottom six help. And especially if Sammy Blay has an injury again. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what he's going to bring. Uh, a lot of people that made the Tom Wilson comparison when he was younger. So hopefully, or when he was drafted, I should say that when he was younger, but it's, there's going to be a lot of that. So, uh, I say well, coolly, because Brendan Ottman, I think their best bet is to just slide him and get him right back to junior hockey again, get another year where he's can dominate down there in Flint. Hopefully go see a game down there as well. So there you go. Training camp does start this week. Actually it starts today. So that's always a good thing. Uh, John D Lee, how are we doing? If Kratzow makes the team, is it more to keep him or trade him? Well, if he makes the team, it's better to, to just keep him. I mean, right now, it's you, you got to see what the player is going to be, because who knows if he's going to be, um, or, or what he's going to be. So, I I, w- I would actually try to keep kratsoff for right now, and uh, see if he plays his way to a, a bigger role on this team. Thing is, with guys like there it's going to be really tough because. I keep talking about how Alexei Lafreniere needs to get a bigger role. And we saw he's, he's the second top two pick because Kako number one. So these guys got to fight and get better spots. So that's another thing in there. See, um, well, first Morgan Riley, uh, that Roman L saying is an underpaid player. Yes, he is. Although he gets to play on that Maple Leafs power play unit. I could put up 50 points on that power play unit. Uh, core is saying that igor is the most underpaid still i will agree with that my goodness i mean three more years i think it's at six 6.25 i think it is uh david is saying fox until next year actually i thought his i think his extension could kicks in right now Uh, i'm just gonna double check that make sure yep foxes foxes nine and a half million dollar extension kicks in right this season right now so weird that now I'm thinking about 2023 on this it's uh it's just odd on that one Steven is saying I love how petty um uh, like was asking for 100 thousand more so he could be the highest paid player I don't know if it's uh, I actually you know what you probably know you probably looked it up so uh it could have been just Joe Sakik wanting to make make it happen. Tommy, I didn't see any of the, um, I didn't see any of the games. I think people were watching them though. Cause I was looking for them. I couldn't find any other rookie games because there's a lot of good guys that, you know, who knows? You got to crack the lineup. So, and, and yeah, Steven, by the way. Yeah. I, I was laughing about that. I saw you. I saw you say, uh, Justin, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was <laughs> Justin. But yeah, the Justin's yeah, you're pulling a mark. Yeah. So uh, Anthony had to step out for a sec. So he's going to be back in a minute. Uh, uh, they they did have them last year because I watched some of them. But again, yeah, I had, to, I had to fight to find it on some of these. Just As opposed to say, by the way, Stephen and, uh, and everybody else, I was watching some of the Detroit rookie games and they have a full-blown broadcast. This is the Detroit Red Wings. Now, I'm, I'm going to say the Detroit Red Wings and out the New York Rangers. Obviously, they're an original six team in a major market. But come on, guys. The Rangers, pick it up. Throw um, throw some junior reporter out there. So it, It's okay. What else are the guys doing? But then again, they've still got a lot of work to do and, you know, they're going to be doing a lot during the season. So... Yeah. Yeah. Justin Gauthier. That was it. <laughs> well, Anthony Lynn, I'm trying to remember where I had that from, but there, there was another one. <laughs> All right. Um, that was a good one. Stat boy, Justin. If the kids perform, Kreider will get 50. Here's my total for Chris Kreider this season, 42. And, that's going to be that'll that'll be what I'll say, because I do I do think I broke down his game footage. Um, I, I got to make this video. I got to edit it for everybody. But his a lot of his uh, game last year, I don't think it's circumstantial. I think it actually can be repeated because a lot of him he was he was just getting open and and just getting deflections everywhere. Adrian Kempe is unpaid as, uh, as uh, uh, underpaid unpaid. I thought you get unpaid. The dude, right, let's see where we are right here. Uh, Adrian, by the way, Adrian Kempe, by the way, if you're playing fantasy, he's my number one candidate for a stats to go down. And I'll tell you why in a second, Adrian Kempe, $5.5 million, uh, for the next four years. So, or this year and the next three years, uh, I'm gonna go with that. He's probably getting paid exactly where he needs to be. Him and his teammate, Victor Arvison. Uh Kempe, one reason why is because a lot of that power play time that he had last year, I think that's going to go to uh that's gonna go to Kevin Fiala because you're paying him like he's a number one scoring winger. And you gotta hope that he's gonna score uh, let's see, 85 points last year. So Yeah, and and Steven, that's that's a great point on that. Yeah. And unfortunately, of all the people that scored 50, the first season, none of them ever scored 50 ever again. I uh, think about uh, Messier and Pat for I think had like they were on track to score 50 with the 95 96 Rangers, and then both of them got injured. I do think Kreider is repeatable. I don't know if 50 is gonna be his answer. This is a great answer, Rasmus Anderson. Uh, From the Flames and Josh Norris of the center. Well, not Norris anymore. Norris got paid. Norris just got paid. uh, So I was on the right track with some of these. Let's see. I'm going to have to write this article for uh, the blog. So Norris is getting paid $7.95 million uh, for the next eight years. So it's definitely not that one. And Rasmus Anderson is getting paid. $4.5 Four point five million dollars for the next uh for this year and the next four years. Oh, all right. That's that's actually even, even worse. I gotta read it again. Steven is saying among the players who recorded their first fifty goal season after turning the age of 30, none of them ever recorded a second 50 goal season. Yeah. Well, there's also kids in the wings that are ready to replace them. Cause gotta gotta kind of hold off Brendan Ottman for a little bit longer if he's if he is gonna replace Chris Kreider. I uh, you think the Rangers have enough picks uh, to position ourselves to get another impact center? Here's the problem I think with the Rangers right now. If you I know a lot of things players are saying right now with the Rangers. All right, hey, what are they gonna do here? What are they gonna do there? They have a lot of assets got one million dollars of cap space guys that that's really not a recipe to get another player at the trade deadline but they do have draft picks you got a first and a third from the colorado avalanche for next year uh not the first i mean obviously the first from the stars so but they really can't pay anyone oof See, I'm a little bit surprised about this. Joey Mullen had a, a 50 goal season, but yeah. Um, Rangers can't pay anyone. Yeah, Rob Thomas. Oh, uh, Rob. Well, but Rob Thomas just got an $8.1 million deal. So we're, AZ, you got me looking on this. I probably, now that I have the afternoon off, yes. God, thank you. Uh, maybe I'll actually. Uh, after i take a nap uh look at all this cuz uh i got i got i'm going to have to go scour cap friendly and do like salaries on everybody see what, see what everything is uh, david is saying i don't think chris Kreider will uh needs to score 50 again to be successful i doubt uh any of us would care if he scores 30 or 40 and and you know what if he scores 38 goals but there's a bigger role for Kako and Lafreniere. And then we're not going to care as, as fans or even as pundits, because that doesn't matter. Sometimes I mean, Adam Graves scored 50 once. He scored a lot of 30 goal seasons and a lot of 20 goal seasons. I believe every year, every full season with the Rangers, he had uh 20 goals up until his last, uh, fifth, <laughs> uh, I should just wave Barcelona so right now. No, you, you'd wish that would be the case, Pat, but no. I, I oh, it fans around the league. I mean, that guy can really skate, so it's gonna, it's gonna be happening again. Um, Mark, can We package our players along with uh all our draft picks. And here's the problem. There's a lot of Rangers that have no-move clauses. Like, let me just... I'm on the Rangers cap friendly. Let me just give you a, a, a quick one. Let's see. No-move clause. Artemi Panarin, uh, Mika Zbanejad, Chris Kreider, Vinny Trocheck, Barkley Goudreau, Jacob Truba. Adam Fox doesn't have a no-move clause, but why would you want to move him? And same thing with Igor. Like... Oh, Yaroslav Halak has got a no-move clause, but he's got a no-move clause for one-year deal? All right. I guess it's so he could dictate if the Rangers were out of it where he could go, but that's not going to be the case. I am actually going to drop Anthony out of this right now. So that way, get up. But, but Davey, by the way, I do have to ask this question, and Tom Tommy's right about this. Who is this big-time center that you're trying to go get? Mika Zibanejad already is a big-time center from what we all believe. And, I mean, and I just saw the name pop up yet again. I'm going to probably go a little bit crazy. But, yes, you never want to give, uh, give up a roster player. But, oh, my God, if I have to hear one more name of Patrick Kane, if the Rangers go get Patrick Kane, it means that – that Kako and Lafreniere are total waste of time. That's what that really means. Because you go get them, but it's just like they're not going to have that much space. Maybe some at the trade deadline. You're going to have to trade somebody else to free up some space. Then you're just you're you're just putting another veteran in ahead of young players that need to play and develop. I I know the Rangers, um. Actually, Stephen, unfortunately, I'm gonna be cutting off soon. I'm actually gonna be cutting off soon, guys. I know I would. I would love for you to come on, but uh, I, I'm I'm half asleep right now. I've I've I, I covered a shift last night, and I was I was awake at five thirty in the morning. So, I, and I was up at eleven to make sure I we're prepped for this. So, uh, but again, they can't afford Patrick Kane. I, I, I'm I'm tired of the I just when when Patrick Kane's a New York Ranger, wake me up. Quite literally, because I'll I'll be taking a nap in a little bit. Um. But so there's, yeah, because when I when I actually say I'm gonna go ten more minutes, I actually do mean it today. It's uh. But by the way, uh, Stephen, I'm gonna have to uh, message you so that way I can uh get in touch with you next week when I see you. Um. No, but this one is I'm I'm kind of half asleep core. It's uh you know, you guys know you can keep me on for three hours, but I I I can't I can't do that today. But but here's the thing it, again, Davey, I understand what you're saying with that, but if you do a young established center, you basically, you're basically looking for Mika Zibanejad. I mean, if you if it's a young established center, they're gonna be there and they're already locked up by their team. And, like, there's no chance of getting Alexander Barkov, who I think is actually a little bit older now. He's probably in his late 20s. Uh, there's – there's, the Rangers – and you know what? Steven, put it down in, in the quotes before. Other than Derek Stepan, how many 50-point centers have the Rangers developed since 2000? I mean, that came through their system. Derek Stepan, and I think one year – of Brendan Dubinsky. And I'm not even sure if he was on the wing. <laughs> I'm not even sure if he was on the wing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's always the way to say that. <clears throat> yeah. And, and by the way, he's right about this one too. If you want, if you want some, some centers, you're going to have to develop them, get them through the system. Like the, the best way to do it half the time with this is you have your established players and then you get the players that are going to end up succeeding them playing on the lower lines, but fulfilling those lower lower roles. Remember, Pavel Datsuk played behind Steve Eisenman and Sergei Fedorov. And then when Fedorov eventually went to Anaheim in free agency, uh, Datsuk ended up moving up. So, and... <laughs> Yeah, you guys are great, but uh, like I said, I'm I'm gonna be cutting it off at about one thirty, so that's why I just don't I I I I, I, I maybe I'll, I'll schedule something else. We're still gonna have our uh, our season preview. We're hoping to get that where we get Filk on with us and everybody's all together on this. Uh, I could easily see the Tommy saying, I could easily see the Rangers trading Kako if he has another bust season. Well, that's an easy one because then you just got to trade them. But what if you put them on a team where guys actually let them play? The Problem is, I think, um, the problem is with this is coaches are paid to win. And David Quinn trusting veteran after veteran after veteran over his young players, you got to play him. So, but again, but by the way, but, but, Davey, that's also a good point, too, because some organizations they just develop certain things better. I'll go with the New York Mets. The New York Mets develop pitchers. There you go. And, uh, and the other one I'd say with that is, uh, the Rangers don't just don't develop centers, they need to develop centers, and they got to figure that one out. You can also tell I'm a little bit babbling right now. That's another reason why I know I'm, uh, I'm probably going to cut it off soon. i are going to set the time, but we're going to do one thirty, guys. Sorry about it. Uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> this isn't exactly riveting uh, TV at the end, but that's why we love to do it. Uh, Drew, you going to draft the center on the first round next year? Uh, way too many uh, centers that are there. Uh, if jury gets, this is a good one from Steve, if, if jury gets a uh, Dave Dvorsky, I will do cartwheels <laughs> and spend another month in a hospital because I can't do cartwheels. Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. Really? They have their own day? All right. See, what is this? Oh, because it's, oh, it's the Vernal Equinox today. It's uh, September 21st. This is also the season where golfers are going to lose their balls underneath a uh, a leaf because they can't find it and get pissed off. I know because I've had that happen to me several times. N- remember, rem- uh, I, 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 that's a V for Vendetta, right, Stephen? Oh, no. I, I, 25th of September? Nah, I got to remember that. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, David. Uh, Rangers haven't drafted any centers until uh, recent drafts in lower rounds. That's why you can't trade high picks uh, year after year. Yeah, but again, the Rangers need to get a. They need to get centers. Can't I? I can't say that enough. Wow, Oh, is that right? Only six, 17 likes. And by the way, we're going to conclude the the poll that's right there on where you like to sit a lot of people said low at center ice and like i said high one end i almost don't think there's a bad spot at a hockey game the corners i think are the bad ones but uh oh yeah thanks thanks steven and thanks david uh uh thanks thanks d because you're i forgot all about that song for a minute and now it's stuck in my head so thank you very much guys uh do you remember the 21st of september all right (laughs) oh i know no thanks no Golfers will be losing balls under falling leaves while it's 95 degrees out that is right my favorite is in arizona when i hit a ball into the in the cacti and then it's like all right well uh you might as well. You, you might as well get out of there pretty quickly because there's snakes that like to hide out uh, out there. Oh, awesome! All right. <laughs> oh, jeez. See, the worst part is Pat. I was in musical theater when I was younger, and uh, then in that case, don't listen to "Bring On the Hockey Season." I did a, uh, I did a takeoff or a, a spoof of "We Didn't Start the Fire" last year. That was a great night. All right. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, what a night. Yeah. Uh. Actually, here you go. Mike's saying this one. I used to have season tickets right behind the Rangers bench, two rows back. <laughs> what did one cacti say to the other one? Oh, then they were pricks. <laughs> I know a prick when I see one. Um. No, 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 I I I I would love to have Steven on. I'm actually running out right now. I, I I'm starting to babble, guys. I, I, I know we're, we're keeping me going for a little bit, but I, I am not I'm not feeling great today. 96 tomorrow. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, no, but no, I gotta and Steven, I'm gonna send you a message after I get off too. Uh just letting you know which games I'm at. And especially if it ends up being you and Tyler there then uh, at the same time, that would be a twofer to get both of you guys. All right. You know what, uh, guys? I'm sorry. I, I just have not gotten good sleep at all. But we have a lot of stuff that we're doing. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting worn down all right. Uh, we got a lot of stuff that we got that's coming up. We got the season preview coming in. And as usual, I like it. I got to bring in my cousin Phil right here. To start it up right now there's another uh... <laughs> oh hey Vinny I don't think I've yeah well actually that's a problem I had the Red Bull <laughs> the Red Bull's already the Red Bull's one reason why I'm not there so <laughs> so by the way I think that's my first time, time I'm seeing you on there so uh, welcome to the show yeah. <laughs> oh, guys. Sorry. There'll, there'll be other days. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> I only got the one. Actually, I because what I assumed that was going to happen today was that I was going to immediately go right back to sleep. And now I can actually get lunch. Oh, no. I always say there's always tomorrow, uh, Stephen. But, uh, Yeah. Um, but I, you know what, actually I'm going to do <laughs> 5 hour energy in meth to keep you awake for days I, I think about that uh, I think it was um, Thirty Rock that they were doing a, a weight loss program with uh, Dr. Spaceman and he just says well there's lots of weight loss techniques crystal meth has shown to be very good that's one of my favorite quacks on TV. But, yeah, no, no, I, 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 now I got a lot to do, and it's a different way, so I can't wait to, to go do that. So, uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can make the Commonwealth. I will look up how that is. So, is it, yeah, come on down. It's in Wantall. i always put the address on there. Uh... Well, yes, unfortunately. That's definitely the worst way to do that. Actually, I got to go find a dentist. Um. Unfortunately, Monday's preseason game, the Rangers and Islanders, I'm not going to be there. But I guess because I'm working. So. (laughs) Thank you, General. I try my best with that. So. Um. still love hearing my cousin Phil uh he's and he's uh he's been gone 10 years now so which by the way is always a reminder prostate uh get your prostate checked You ended up having prostate cancer although we did get it checked and he actually survived it and then it went through remission and came back so uh <laughs> all right uh, I'm happy with the dentist, but don't mind going to Babylon. Yeah, because I mean, uh, Mike, I'll actually text you about that because I got a lot of questions. And by the way, uh, hopefully, Juan S. If you're watching, I have a shirt I had to send out to you. Come on, you, you had to send me your address. All right. So, oh, all right. Well, first, Steven, let me say that hopefully you're flying to the to the Netherlands on the eighth to visit your mom and support it through a chemo. I hope her she'll have a speedy recovery and very quickly. Uh, all the support from us, from Big Apple Hockey, as well as uh, obviously the the Wardy NHL, the, the Rangers Review, everybody that's over there. Uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a dentist, but yeah. Oh, Lauren, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, yeah. I'm just. Get, I'm just. I'm just signing off right now, so, yeah, because I, I, I gotta, I, I, I just burnt down, guys, so don't worry about that, don't worry, there's going to be other shows this week, I'll see if I can get some, I'll see if I can finally get that Chris Ryder video done, maybe today, so, yeah, <laughs> because my problem, Steven, is I'm always, yeah, we're going to 1.30, I'm always, I'm always on here. I can't get off. It's a power trip or the drug. It's a wonderful, wonderful drug. All right. Guys, so we're going to cut it off here, though, for today. Uh, It's always great doing these. Uh, Next week, a much bigger show. We're actually going to have breaking down thoughts on preseason games. And what we're going to be seeing, Rangers Islanders on Monday. And, uh, oh, (laughs) Oh, well, uh, that's what she said. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I can go see Lou sometimes. Looking forward to seeing my Flames playing the Rangers this year. Hopefully, we'll get in a few games. Yes, hopefully, there'll be a, a seven-game series for the Rangers and the Flames at the end. Because, again, I got to say, that is that is a, a hell of a job that they did to, um, to rebuild that team. And... I'm still right now. I'm still trying to figure out ways of not making the Rangers and the Flames by Stanley cup pick again this year, but this time actually having it happen. So we'll see about that one. All right, Steven, thank you very much. Uh, like I said, I'm going to message you in a few minutes, because I still got to get this up on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We're also on now. So uh, there's still so much we got to do. And we're expanding. Thanks to you guys. We got a great community and of course from different channels as well so thank you very much everybody and we will see you soon and i love this song it's a great song